Strong Branch Productions presents Tales from the Radiator. Tastes of You. Written by Evan Boffman. Performed by Daniel Murphy. The kitchen is smart, very intelligent. Touchscreens glow on every appliance from the refrigerator to the microwave. The toaster plays music. Fluorescent lights in the ceiling pulse along with it, changing color every time the bass thumps. Pink, green, violet, yellow, blue, pink. The pattern repeats. The oven combats against this nonsense with narrated video highlights of yesterday's Major League Baseball drama. A coffee maker on an adjacent counter brews some java while displaying a slideshow of motivational messages. On the electric stove, a trio of burners projects 3D holograms of three separate stock charts. The fourth burner warms a tea kettle. A pretty stupid kettle by the looks of it. Old-fashioned, boring. All it seems to be doing is boiling water. The dumbass thing whistles. Charlie enters, his hair and beard unkept, pajama pants wrinkled, and t-shirt collars stretched out beyond repair. He screams at the kettle to shut up. Shut the hell up. All of the smart stuff turns off in an instant. Above the sink, curtains unfold, revealing sunlight outside. The kettle still wails its tune. Charlie stomps towards it. All right! Enough! Jesus! Minutes later, in the dining room, Charlie stands at a glass table beside his father, Jack, who is clean-shaven and in a bathrobe. A massive cartoon plays in the giant tabletop screen beneath Jack's porcelain mug. Charlie, holding the now-quiet kettle, pours steaming hot water into the cup. A teabag string hangs over the lip of the mug. Jack smiles. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. I know this is hard, that today won't be easy. Not just today, Dad. It's gonna be shitty for a pretty long while. Jack nods. Of course, I just met, like when Mom left, but even worse. Right. Because it's you. Jack puts a gentle hand on his son's arm. I'm not going anywhere, bud. Charlie puts the kettle directly onto the table, unable to make eye contact with his father. Sorry, Dad, but that's not how I see it. I know. I understand. Charlie asks. You're sure it's what you want? Yes. I've thought it through and through, over and over again. Because I don't know if I can... can let you just... You know that I love you, right? Tears traverse Charlie's cheeks. No shit. Thanks for doing this for me then, bud. Jack removes his hand from Charlie's arm and lifts the mug to his mouth. Sips. The mug is emblazoned with the phrase, Number one, son. Last night was a blast, letting me stay over. It's something I'll never forget. I know I've probably told you this a million times, but this place is incredible. You're set, Charlie. 
Just look at what you've made for yourself here. On the walls around them, a line of picture frames silently showcases a steady rotation of recent Instagram posts. Dad, Christ, don't. I'm so proud of you, bud. Forever. Charlie, sobbing now, practically collapses against his father. Please, don't do this! There has to be another thing we can try! Jack puts the mug down to comfort his son, holding him tightly, as if Charlie's a little boy again. I have to, Charlie. For us both. Crack! The glass under the kettle splits in a jagged fault line across the table. Both men look up to survey the damage. The hell? Jack says. Did I forget to tell you to not put something so hot directly on a glass surface? Charlie stares down the kettle. I don't know how to use that fucking thing, Dad. It's yours. Jack shakes his head. Now it's yours. Charlie gets back on his feet, wipes his face clean. Yeah, mine. A couple of hours pass. Father and son sit inside a smart car. Charlie, wearing a crisp t-shirt and jeans, is in the driver's seat, even though the vehicle steers itself through suburban streets. A trashy music video envelops the dashboard. Jack, in a tailored suit, looks out the passenger's side window. He watches a drone descend from the sky and land on someone's porch. A cardboard box in the flying robot's grasp. It's not too late, Charlie pleads, metallic coffee thermos trembling in his hands. I can tell this thing to turn around. Jack says, This world's not for me. Not anymore. It left me behind. In the dust. A long, long time ago. Forgot all about me. My generation pushed us aside. And I personally don't want to forget how wonderful, how beautiful it all once was. That's why we're doing this, Charlie. To keep the past alive. Our family history alive. Keep me alive. Charlie scoffs. You don't understand how fucked up that sounds, right? Your particular choice of words there. The world's a shell of what it used to be. I refuse to be a shell as well. But you think it's okay for me to become one? It's hard to see now, but after this... You'll understand, and be stronger for it, too. Sounds like bullshit. All that coffee's got you amped, addled, and anxious. Coffee's the only thing that's gonna get me through this day. Charlie then allows some sarcasm to cut through. But don't worry, from here on out, I'll make room for the rejuvenating properties of tea. Jack grins. Great, bud. I hope you do. Not too long thereafter, inside a hospital's memory care wing, Jack rests upright in bed. He wears a paper gown and is hooked up to a number of complicated monitors. His suit is folded over the back of the chair that Charlie uncomfortably sits on. Outside the room, an elderly female patient slowly rides past on an automated wheelchair. Charlie clutches his coffee thermos. An orderly holds a tablet out to Jack. Inside one more time here? Jack does so, with a couple swipes of his finger. Charlie does his best to look away. Okay, says the orderly. You're all set. I'll be back in a bit to take you to the OR. Jack shares a smile. Thank you. 
The orderly exits. Jack turns to his son. I'm glad you're here. Charlie snorts. Where would I go? That's the problem. I don't want you to leave. I've already started to go. You know that. Don't be angry with me, bud. I'm not angry. I'm fucking sad. And I don't want you any sadder. Don't want to become a burden to you. Dad, you're never a... I already told you. This shit only gets worse. This disease erased your grandfather. Our relationship. Made it so now I always remember him like that. Not as the man who raised me. Do you understand? I don't want that for us. I want you to remember me for me. Not for what goes on up here. Jack taps the side of his head. Charlie replies. We still have enough time. Could have plenty of good days ahead of us. Good months. Good years. You're going in circles, bud. We've gone through it, okay? Each day, a bit of me disappears. We can't control how much goes or how fast. That's why we get ahead of this thing. Today, I'm as healthy as I'm ever going to be. My brain's at its peak. Let's put it to good use before it goes to complete shit. This is when we should call it quits? Really? At your best? Jack nods. This way, you get all of me. All of who I am before it gets worse. Not some fuzzy, worthless fucking shadow. When you have a son of your own someday, you could tell him all about your dear old dad. Because you'll know me almost as well as I knew myself. Christ! Charlie can't help himself from shouting. Just write it all down! All your stories! All your memories! It'll be a lot easier for me than... than what you're doing! I don't write, Charlie. You don't read. Nobody does anymore. It doesn't have to be... be this! After some silence between them, Jack says, If you go through with it, it'll be like I never left. You'll be closer to me than you ever were before. He shrugs. Who knows? Maybe you'll even get tired of your old man. Charlie grimaces. The idea of it. What you want me to do. I don't know if I can. It makes me sick. The technology works. Plenty of people use it. You can trust it, like all the other stuff in your home. It's just so fucking creepy. Jack pulls Charlie's hand into his own. Bud... Moving on's always a little scary. Not too long after this painful exchange, the orderly returns. He rolls Jack into the hallway on his bed. Charlie follows, close behind. Soon, the orderly has a pair of heavy doors open, ready to push Jack on through to the other side. Charlie grabs hold of his father's fingers, doesn't want to let go. Cries. Dad! Please! Love you, bud. You'll be seeing me again real soon. They break apart. Jack disappears behind the closing double doors. Charlie screams and throws his thermos against the wall. Coffee explodes across the hall in a Rorschach test pattern. A hose drops from the ceiling and sprays the spilt coffee away into oblivion, immediately sanitizing the space. Weeks later, inside Charlie's house, the kitchen is a mess. So is Charlie. He spoons Cheerios into a glum face. His pajamas haven't been removed in days. Dirty dishes are haphazardly stacked all around him.
the toaster plays a sad song. Above Charlie, the ceiling is a drab sky, pulsing various shades of gray. The doorbell chimes. Beside Charlie, a phone buzzes on the counter. The device displays a live feed of a drone, leaving a package on the front porch. Charlie drops a spoon into the cereal bowl, looks back at his father's tea kettle, resting on the quiet stovetop. Mouth full, he says, Here we go. After retrieving the package, Charlie returns to the kitchen. He moves aside a few filthy coffee cups to make room for the center island for the cardboard box. It is labeled, Brain Food Industries, followed by the slogan, Consume and commemorate a loved one's history. With the knife, Charlie opens the box. He removes a series of smaller boxes, picks one up. It reads, Brain Food Taste Tea, an assortment of memory-infused nanites and flavors. Charlie sighs. Hi, Dad. He fills a tea kettle with water and turns on the stove. After a short while, the kettle steams and squeals. Charlie takes it, pouring its contents over a brain food tea bag sitting inside the number one sun mug. He stirs the contents with a spoon, watching the tea take shape. He speaks to the concoction. What are you going to show me first? He removes the spoon, lifts the mug, hesitates, almost puts the drink back on the counter. Charlie takes a deep breath. Two. Then, he gulps down some brain food. His pupils dilate. He sees. He remembers. He transports the three decades back in time to a sunny afternoon beside a lake. For a brief while, Charlie has become Jack, witnessing the past from his dad's perspective. His eyes and mind relive the father's memory. The lake is still. Silent. Glass. Six-year-old Charlie stands at the water's edge. The boy holds up a rock. Dad! He shouts. Watch! Look how far it goes! The first grader tosses a rock into the lake. It splashes a few feet away from the shore. Jack laughs. <laughs> Whoa, bud, you're strong! He holds out a palm. The six-year-old high-fives it. So strong! Wow! The strongest boy I know! Jack shakes the pain out of his hand pretending that his kid's strike has stung him. Little Charlie giggles, high-fives his dad again. Back inside his modern-day kitchen, adult Charlie's eyes swell with tears. He smiles as both father and son. He raises the tea to his lips for another trip down memory lane. Takes a second swig. Remembers some more. This has been Tales from the Radiator. Tastes of You. Written by Evan Boffman. Performed by Daniel Murphy.